Hello, Guardians. Today is August the 25th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Welcome in, Guardians. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Whether you're a returning Guardian uh, from the previous seasons or somebody who's just getting into Destiny 2, welcome to the show. I try to make this a welcoming environment for all experience levels. So come on in. Take off your shoes. The water's fine. That's That feels, that feels weird to say. Um, this week has been kind of a crazy week in the world of Destiny 2. Not only did we get the final shape reveal, but we also got Season of the Witch. Toward the beginning of this episode, I will be talking about like kind of my th- thoughts and feelings about the uh, reveal as well as Season of the Witch. In the back half, we have a huge conversation between myself and Tiddly, Ill Physics, D Flawless, Bonafide Hero, Pigeon, Acepha, and Revenant talking about the Final Shape Showcase. We did a huge talk over, and you can watch the full video of that over on my YouTube channel. I'm just going to clip out our uh, impressions conversation and not have you watch the full four hour thing unless you absolutely want to, which would, I mean, it would help me considerably in my quest for YouTube partnership, but I digress. If you're new to the show, uh, maybe a little bit of an introduction is is in order. Uh, my name is Dan Finity. I am a Twitch partner, and I have been helping people with PVE activities in Destiny 2 uh, for a very long time. I have worked for Destiny Tracker as well as Planet Destiny in the past, working with their content teams, trying to bring you reliable news on Destiny 2, as well as uh, some even keeled uh insight maybe in some impressions on my end i'm not always right with my opinions but i am passionate about helping to bring people together in this community through conversation i think you'll find that through a myriad of different episodes that we've had here on the podcast if you enjoy the show make sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice anything helps in the algorithm i'm just grateful to have you here thank you so much now into the news of destiny 2 this week we got a grand reintroduction to the final shape which is seems to be this nostalgia filled uh impact piece to round out the light and dark saga that we've been playing for just about the past 10 years the trailers always look impeccable bungie is really good at hyping up the entire community we got more insight into bringing Cade six back as kind of this virgil character for this environment that we have inside the traveler which is the pale heart of the traveler bungie is calling this more of a linear experience uh than what we've seen previously in destiny 2 we're basically taking like a wizard of oz approach not only through nostalgia and memory but also into the will of what the witness has been bringing into the traveler i think in the trailer it showed us as guardians entering in through the gate at an old version of our tower and far off in the distance is a monolith where the witness resides the entire atmosphere of the trailer was surreal very cerebral there was a lot of hands and it seemed like it'll be an experience that we haven't had before in destiny 2 while at the same time feeling really familiar 
like they said, it was it would be a very linear experience. The raid will actually round out the entire saga where we will be facing the witness in the raid. I'm glad that they saved that for that activity itself and not for the end of the campaign. Defeating the witness at the end of a campaign I don't think does justice to that character, and I think they are making the right call when it comes to the raid. We are going to have new supers and aspects, mainly for our light subclasses. For new supers and aspects, we have the solar super for the warlock, basically turning them into a scorch machine. Uh, we we also saw this like cool little thing where they send out a bird and it comes back around and kills all these enemies. Very neat stuff. Titans will be getting a huge axe that they can throw into the ground. It pulses and it pulls enemies toward it. It also like disintegrates enemies. You're able to pick that up as well as your allies able to pick up the axes and do damage with them. That seems nuts. Uh, the arc super for Hunter will be the Storm's Edge. Basically, you throw a knife, you teleport to it and do massive area of effect damage to that space. Uh, seems like it's kind of a crazy uh, movement mechanic. And I'd be interested to see what that does to the PvP space. Uh, Especially after the news that we got last week that we're going to be getting some new PvP maps as well as uh, modes coming in 2024. We'll also have new subjugators. These were described, uh, well, they I mean, they kind of look like tiny little rolks from Vow of the Disciple. They seem like they have more of a support role. What with them wielding strand and stasis? They're going to probably sit more in the back, give buffs to enemies, and keep you strung up or frozen so that you're not just constantly freewheeling in and defeating enemies. Subjugators kind of scare me for GMs, not going to lie. We also get new weapons. The pre-order bonus was this new exotic fusion rifle. Uh, the exotic fusion rifle feeds on the subclass element of the player to change the damage input, something that allows for all strand or a stasis weapon build for the very first time. This fusion rifle is called the Tessellation, and you can get it right now by pre-ordering Final Shape. Uh, anywhere that you decide to play it. We'll also have several returning exotics, what with the Dragon's Breath rocket launcher from Destiny 1, the Kvostov exotic auto rifle, which I think was supposed to come in Lightfall. It's featured heavily in a lot of the cinematics for Lightfall. And we'll also be getting the Red Death Pulse rifle, which is kind of what the Crimson hand cannon was based on. I'd be interested to see how they, how they vary that up. Not only will we be seeing new weapons, new enemies, new experiences in Destiny 2, but post the Final Shape campaign, which is encompassed by the DLC and the raid itself, we're going to be seeing a new way of them telling stories in episodes. It seems like this comes in with your season pass, even though episodes kind of override seasons. Um, the way that I'm reading it is that each of these each of these episodes, we have Echoes, Revenant, and Heresy, um, they each will focus on a different aspect of the Destiny universe. They will take place over 18 weeks, with each six-week period uh, being a different act, bringing new activities, new weapons, just basically kind of a meteor season overall. Something that they can deliver on hopefully better than the four-season model that we've had in uh, Destiny 2 in the past. I'm eager to see what this kind of brings. A lot of the conversations that uh, they had during the Q&A portion still don't dissuade me from thinking that they're going to put another number on a box sometime in the near future. 
but I'm interested in seeing how this episode structure plays out. My personal hope is that instead of having uh, weekly lockouts on activities to keep you returning week in and week out and kind of building into this FOMO feeling, maybe, um, I really hope that they let you kind of front end your experience with the story. So you're just able to knock out anything in that quest line right out the gate. If you wanted to take the next five weeks off, you could. Or if you wanted to uh, keep grinding and take it at your own pace over that six-week period, you could do that too. I think I think choice in that episode structure would be huge, and I'm eager to see how that plays out. Another thing that I'm really excited about, uh, Fireteam Power. So there are going to be activities that will require you to have uh, power enabled, such as trials. I think they said GM Nightfalls. Uh, I think master activities, things along those lines. But when it comes to raids, if you have a buddy that you want to take into a raid and they're not power leveled up to maybe 1600, it actually brings them up to your light level and you're able to interact with it. So everybody's doing relatively around the same amount of damage. Uh, it, it, this really feels like hop in nerds. We're, we're going to the raid. <laughs> Um, it feels really fun. In season 22, we received these timeline reflections. Basi basically, they're like the first mission from each expansion when it comes from uh, Forsaken, the Witch Queen, uh, Beyond Light. It's it kind of is. It's meant to. It's meant to bring people up to speed about like what the story is. You basically have like a brief portion of the first mission. That you take part in and then it fills in the story gaps afterward it's not really meant for veteran players even though you get a quest for it in season 22 uh but it was kind of like a nice trip down memory lane i'll probably never do it again as an experienced guardian but you know what it was it was a nice little trip i had my moment with it please in season 23 we will have the fire team finder uh helping you to search out different guardians to play with and different activities i really hope that this is uh very robust at launch i know it was supposed to launch earlier this year and they kind of put it back until uh season 23 which i honestly think is a good thing i'd rather them work on a feature like in-game lfg so that it meets parameters for a safe and and helpful experience for folks rather than just trying to rush out a product just to kind of say hey we have in-game lfg which is kind of unfortunately what guided games felt like Season 22 also dropped on Tuesday. We not only see Eris Morn turn into a hive god in order to basically have us tithe to her so that she can become the big bad that takes down Zivu Arath. I think that's a really cool turn in the story. I do hope that we we see that scene that My Name is Bife kind of described in our Road to Lightfall lore episode where he was like, you know, I want to see Savathun and Zivu Wrath in the same room talking about how the witness lied to them about the sword logic, about the, about the worms, the whole thing. I think that that would be an interesting turn. This season seems kind of spooky, which I would want nothing less for the season that had Halloween in it uh, to be. We get this kind of tarot card designed deck building system with the deck of whispers that helps us build in to become more powerful during the new altars of summoning event, which seems like an endless farmable horde mode almost. Um, 
it's challenging at tier three. I like that there are different challenge levels that you can you can go in for different rewards. And um, I think that that's very cool. I see a lot of people very hyped about the weapons that are coming in this season. Uh, so really looking forward to uh, getting some more rolls and farming some of those out. Um, Sabbath Inspire, really cool. It seems like it's a week over week thing. thing. Um, they did say that season 22 would bring with it a new way of unlocking the seasons and seasonal power. Uh, the Deck of Whispers is kind of takes over for um, some of the war table like aspects of uh, Destiny 2 seasons. It's cool. I wish you could unlock it at your own pace instead of kind of being locked out week over week. It feels right now like the major arcana in the decks, the things that actually give you power in the new seasonal events. Um, it seems like those are locked out to, oh, you only get this five this week, and then next week you're able to farm five more. Um, I really want them to do away with that in the future, but you know that's a criticism that they've heard in the past. We also got confirmation that Crota's End will be returning. That was kind of leaked ages ago. Um, a lot of people have have speculated, like, why would why would we need Crota's End raid when it could be Crota's Crota's End the dungeon? And that has been a thing for for ages. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how this raid race takes takes place. Uh, that is going to be happening on September 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I'll be rooting on a bunch of my friends from work. Uh, raid race days are always so special. I'm really glad that they brought the Age of Triumph gear set uh, to Crota's End. That was always so sick. Like that armor was awesome uh, to get. I'm and I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, those looks coming back into the game, especially those weapons. It feels like this season is a really good season for weapons. Uh, Necrochasm coming back. For those of you participating in day one, I will let you know there are a bunch of leaks out there on the web. So if you want to go in blind, highly suggest you maybe mute some things on Twitter or wherever else uh, you get your socials. For more information on Crota's End, contest mode will be 48 hours, and you will need to be 1790 power to be at the cap for all of the encounters to take the raid on. Clearing the raid with contest mode active is the first step to access the challenge mode in the director and the special superior swordplay triumph with the challenges for each encounter. To complete the superior swordplay triumph, a fire team must complete a curated list of challenges in this challenge mode and claim the triumph to snag the world first title and that sweet sweet belt to enforce the triumph requirements in challenge mode your fire team will wipe if you fail the success conditions during the any encounter something that i saw a lot of people talking about was um during this they said uh for the Crota's End, we've made some tuning changes to contest mode as summarized below our goal is to maintain a high bar of challenge for the launch event achievements relative to the ever-expanding capabilities of players. They said in the Q&A on Tuesday that they were going to be tweaking with Crota's End to kind of see how challenging a raid experience should be for players, especially a world's first uh, challenge mode for players. And this will directly inform the raid for the final shape. In this, they said the increase the cap of player outgoing damage versus combatants so keep in mind the incoming damage cap did not change uh, some enemies will gain elemental shields and all enemies will be more aggressive than in the previous contest mode the last two uh points of that seem okay they seem fine 
a lot of people were kind of concerned about the increase the cap of player outgoing damage uh, versus combatants. So keep in mind incoming damage. Um, a lot of people feel felt like that meant that increasing the cap meant that you would be able to put out more damage. I think it was clarified later by Kuror that yes, you will actually be doing less damage uh, collectively uh, to those combatants. So we will see uh, how the day one turns out. I'm really hopeful for the teams. In the twid, we also got information about new emblems for a movie of the week and 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 fashion and all of that. But for the sake of brevity, we will probably uh, not dive too heavily into those. We also got some strand aspects that I'm loving. I have to be a Titan this season because of uh, some charity work that we did uh, for the Bungie Foundation. So I am really loving the the Banner of War uh, new aspect for Titans. I know the, the Warlock aspect is... Uh, kind of making some challenges in PvP, and I'm interested to see how those aspects play in the world's first race itself. So um, we'll just have to see how that turns out, but eagerly anticipating it. All right, that was a ton of information. Uh, thank you so much for everybody who stuck through that. Um, we're now going to move into the conversation that I had with Ill Physics and Tidley and Pigeon and Bonafide Hero and Revenant and D Flawless and Acepha on the day of the Final Shape reveal. Uh, it is a good conversation. Uh, we did this as part of a um, multi-broadcast uh, kind of special event of our own where I was pushing a feed out to basically all of the channels that were taking part in the, um, in the conversation. It was a lot of fun. I would 10 out of 10 do it again, not just for Destiny 2, maybe just anything, anything to hang out with these folks. With all that said, I hope you enjoy this conversation. I guess I should do the thing that I always do, and it's always super awkward, and this is going to be great. But uh, welcome, guys, to Destiny Digest. <laughs> <laughs> It's, we've been sitting here for a couple of hours now, and I haven't even said that to you all, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody who's watching this, too, because, uh, yeah, this is actually technically the first live Destiny Digest conversation that I've ever done. Uh, and this will be out on the You're show on, history, on Friday. Yeah, should be fun. Um, so, uh, my question here, uh, because we got Pidge, we got D-Flawless, we got, we got Bonafide Hero, we got Acepha, we got Revenant, we got... Tony, a.k.a. Ill Physics, and we got Tiddly. Uh, everybody, all at once, say the thing that you are most excited about. You should have given us like 10 seconds. I should have. I should have. Second buffer. I should have given you a buffer because <laughs> this is the internet and that's not how this <laughs> we works. Need, we, need, we need Tony to watch the entire thing first as well. <laughs> yeah, Tony's at a disadvantage right. here. Yeah, I, I did Fair. miss a little bit. I did miss a little bit. But a little bit. Yeah. I did miss a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit. I'll say I'll say for me it's probably a tie between a close second is the new supers um, yeah that seems really interesting for PvP I'm a PvP main guy um, and uh, but Kate six Kate six for sure one hundred percent you stole my answer yeah I'm I'm with you I'm with you I did steal it but I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> very very excited obviously for Final Shape is that moving patrol zone that moving world mm -hmm. and what does that entail once the story is is changed so mm. yeah i'm excited really? for the the final battle being uh, done inside the raids mm -hmm. 
that that's kind of huge for me for a, a gameplay experience. Hmm. I think that that's that's a big one for sure. Uh, D or Tiddly? I'm excited yeah, um, about the Tony story. Kinda... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go first. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I was in step with Tony just about Cade Six and uh, the the supers look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really interested interested to see how this uh, episode system. Yeah, I think that's probably I I. Coming into this, I was like, I want to see how they change the seasonal model and how they change the Destiny 2 just model overall going forward after Final Shape. And I think mm. episodes are interesting. My question, like, because the it is up for the presale is up on um, is up on PlayStation right now. It's up everywhere uh, for the pre-order. And you can get the annual pass. It looks like episodes and the season passes are along with that. Um, but in the future, is this something that they're able th- that they then go? Well, you have the seasonal pass, but you also have the episode pass. Hmm. I noticed that too. Actually, like it doesn't seem as modular as it yeah. is just now. It seems like base DLC and then base DLC plus the, as you said, the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a set price point, so seems like they're they're doubling down on just ha- giving you everything. Yeah, at least yeah. right now, <laughs> like it, it does yeah. seem like something that they can probably break out in the future. That is, if they if they need if they if they want to monetize it further, they can then do so. Yeah, yeah, I I, I guess I guess so, but I just assume that they're going to end up consolidating it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's just, it wouldn't make much sense to mm-hmm. me, to be honest. Um, if they just continued, um, to cause confusion, uh, by, yeah. by having both in place when seasons seem like they're getting kind of phased out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. We also s- heard like Joe say, we still have people working on destiny too. See, and that's, yeah. that's my next, there was two, two big things for me, um, before I forget, because I don't mm-hmm. actually have my notepad here. Um, <laughs> but, but one is, I don't, I really think it's in their best interest to set better expectations and be very clear now about what's happening, especially since now we're, we're past the showcase, right? Um, very clear about what's happening with Destiny 2. I don't see it as a benefit to them to continue to be kind of mysterious about mm-hmm. it. Um, okay. Like, I think setting expectations has really helped me, um, especially as a PvP main in particular. Um, setting expectations uh, based on uh, their comms has really helped me to kind of, uh, you know, kind of weather disappointment, you know, in, in many forms when, when maybe things don't go uh, the way that, uh, that I want them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I know that, that this is what Bungie said the direction was, was going, so, or at the very least they alluded to it, so... Um, it helps me to continue to play the game and to you know manage frustration. That was kind of the first thing, and then the second thing is on the flip side for the community. Um, you know, they've said that they even used the word. They said that the new episode like structure is going to be much more experimental, and maybe even from episode to episode, uh, right? Um, so there's there's not going to be that 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 consistency that now kind mm-hmm. of describes um, how seasons are set up. And so I think it's really important for the community on that flip side to set their expectations 
um, that we don't really know what the next, I mean, what the structure of the new episode is going to be. So mm -hmm. because it's experimental and, you know, Bungie's trying new things, basically, uh, it might be every episode, every season or every episode, then people just need to manage their expectations, basically, because this is kind of this is what we asked for. You know, mm -hmm. we asked yeah, for yeah. it to be <laughs> less structured. We said that we were getting burnt out on the repetition. So people have to kind of set expectations um, that, uh, you know, the, the flip side has its pros and cons as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You got to wonder if that means after the Fail Shapes here or during, if they're going to bring up, like, another full year's content or are they just going to slowly push out episodes and mm -hmm. go here's your next episode after like a few episodes away at mm -hmm. any point in time or is it going to be a full year's content released yeah the way that i kind of saw it is like we're finishing the story we're finishing the final shape mm -hmm. right we're gonna give you the raid that's gonna wrap everything up and then it's also going to set the stage for the story arcs that are going to occur, which are going to be shorter story arcs than previous times, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of see it as like these three packs that are coming throughout the year are going to, you know, contain within them like a like a story. So and 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 I think I think I agree with Tony that um, I think that we've kind of gotten worn out on sort of like the, the weekly deliverables. Mm -hmm. it, it's the structure is just exhausting to have the same thing happen every single week. You're like, oh. I get in, I play the story, blah, blah, blah. So I, I think that Bungie, and they kind of touched on this, but I think Bungie is always at its best when they're a little crazy and creative. So hopefully mm, this agree. gives them the room to do things like create trials. Like trials was an experiment and maybe mm -hmm. the most wildly successful PvP experiment that Bungie did. So give them space to create something like Menagerie. Give them space to create something, maybe not like Gambit, sorry. I feel like I feel like Bungie is at its best when they have the space to experiment. So that is very, mm -hmm. very exciting. Totally agree. And I also I also love the idea of uh, like we talked about this a little bit while it was going on of, ha of having those shorter story arcs. Yeah, because that helps engage new players. It allows them to have something that's, that's smaller, that's more digestible mm -hmm. um, that they can kind of really play through. And I think another concern that I had about the the delivery model is if we're talking about um, three episodes, uh, what it was sixteen weeks we said for three yeah. episodes. Um, you know they're 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 expanding the artifact um, like twice, right? So for the second episode, third episode, you're getting another row on the artifact. Um, but what if there's something in there that's bad? Like what if there's yeah. something that gives like a lot of healing and that is making the PvP experience mm -hmm. detrimental? Like PvP people are like this healing is making my experience in PvP bad, but you're stuck with it for sixteen weeks. Yeah. Um, on the, on the flip side, it could be something really amazing like like uh the void heavy bricks from beyond loved bricks yeah. from beyond you get that for 16 <laughs> weeks heck yeah i freaking love that you know so no, it's like it's, I, I feel like it's a double-edged sword yeah. you're having you're having so because the artifact essentially is the tool that bungie uses to change the meta without having to go in and actually touch guns and mm -hmm. like change things like that so they're basically reframing the meta with the artifact you have a longer period of time that that's occurring that could be good that could be bad yeah 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 and it'll be interesting i can't honestly believe that they would completely miss mm -hmm. you know that uh that 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 potential detriment so it'll be interesting to see how they address that i, I find it hard to believe basically that they wouldn't address that 
you know, in some right. way, shape or form, whether that shape, way, shape or form is effective at, at actually, you know, uh, minimizing the oppressive nature of some of this stuff, mm -hmm. um, right. you know, remains to be seen. But I do find it hard to believe that they wouldn't, you know, think of that yeah. as well and at least try to address it. So we'll, no, we'll see. I agree. We'll yeah. See. I mean, Joe, I Joe, not, made... not in this, but he talked to, he, in the strike. He talked about strike team in his the video. PvP strike so team, maybe yeah. that's that's what you're talking about, Tony, is like the strike team. Yeah. Is like if there's some kind of yeah, really bad point. problematic thing with the artifact, then the strike teams would address that. Yeah, in, yeah. in, yeah. Quick, in a relatively quick turnaround time. And they've made some changes and like pledges to make changes for for them to be more agile, like whether it be the, the strike team. So um, yeah. you got to think if it's one particular aspect of the... Uh, the artifact, maybe they have the agility now or the dedicated manpower to just address that thing, whether it be disabling it, which is kind of the worst case scenario. You don't yeah, want something agreed. to be disabled. You agreed, rather agreed. To, uh, you know, or if worst, you know, best case, if, you know, they could put it on pause until they get it fixed, but hopefully they can get it fixed quickly mm -hmm. or they can fix it on the fly, which would be best case scenario. So, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, you know, we just got to hope that they put the infrastructure in place to be able to do that. Correct. Yeah, seems correct. Like they're, they're doing that. And let's be let's be real. I just want to be very clear that the best case scenario is them having the intention and the forethought ahead of time yes. to ensure that yeah. that's very minimal. So it doesn't come out broken in the first. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because right. the, yeah. the thing that always happens with PvP for the last several years is yeah. that these pain points just keep adding up. And no matter how agile this new PvP strike team will be, I don't want their workload to just be you know infinite. Right. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, you know, I want them to actually be able to go home on the weekends, right? Yeah, yeah um, and you and, also and, want them working on cool stuff and not fixing exactly, not yeah, fixing yeah, problems exactly. In the meta, <laughs> exactly. I think they did a way better job delivering Strand than yes. um, than oh, yes, one hundred percent. That to me that that bodes well for them keeping a, kind of like a precognitive eye on potential issues that could arise from from this so I, I think that's positive i think that's really yeah. positive and i think yeah, the, they learned their lesson with stasis coming out so hot and overtuned mm -hmm. at the time for the sandbox yeah uh, yes, that they yes. they did take the delicate steps with strand this time although i do feel sorry for stasis kind of being the the post the toy just now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it is what it is. We're, we're we're past it. It just seems like, uh, you know, the thing that 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 maintains my hope or, or cope or whatever you want to call it uh, is that <laughs> it just really does seem like they've got some great devs in place um, at Bungie right now, mm -hmm. PvP side. Um, you see those those glimmers of wow, that's a really well intentioned rework on Caprice Thing. You know, oh man, this weapon, yeah. this, 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 you know, pulse rifle that comes out, this revision zero, that's like super cool because I love the game within the game type weapons and abilities and subclasses and things. Yeah. So um, that, that's the type of stuff where that, that we didn't see with any sort of consistency in the past, really, um, even with our legacy devs. Um, so it's, it's really nice to see uh, a lot of the new blood that's come in there, um, or at the very least, the new ideas that have come through and a lot of intention behind the reworks and, you know, Strand and how it dropped and, and so on. Yeah. And then we get those new supers for, in the final shape. No back. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I hope those come out broken. Sorry, Tony. Like, mm -hmm. I hope they come out. Oh, I'm sorry. I already know who you are. Busted. Honestly, I already know who you are, baby. Unfriended. Did they mention if they would be. Left. Yeah. What I'm curious to know is if they are unlocked for all players or if that's final shape exclusive. Behind, that's a good yeah. point. That's that really would good probably point. be my bet is that they're locked behind 
final shape. Yeah. They're using yeah. it as, selling, as a selling point. Historically, they've always monetized the yeah. new Super. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they haven't said anything yeah. about changing that model. So yeah. I, I feel like if that yeah. was going to change, that would be something that they would, they would, they would tell us. Yeah, it's it's very pay to win. I don't like it, <laughs> but well, I understand why they do. It, depending on how hot they come out, sure. I it's hope true. they come out really, really hot though. <laughs> like, I want them to be crazy. Right. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew about D flawless. I ain't know about you like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'm gotta a, say, uh, I'm a is spicy. Heart, yeah. <laughs> uh, same. Okay, okay. Here's my philosophy on that. I feel that way about supers. I feel that way about weapons too. If you release something that people are really, really excited about. And then it goes, you know, it's kind of yeah. meh. No, you it's know? So true. Yeah. It, it, takes, right. it takes something away from the power fantasy of the game. Yeah, like I it's, agree. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like those freaking exotic glaves that no one gives two craps about. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah, when they were previewed what? and yeah. they looked crazy? We're like, oh yeah. my God, that looks amazing. I'm so excited about mm -hmm. that. And they came out and everyone's like, I'm not going to, they're terrible. I'm not going to do all kind these of a wet steps fart. to get these terrible weapons. I yeah. want them to release it crazy, crazy strong. And then... Let yeah. us play with it and then nerf it. You know, let let, let yeah, us enjoy it and then nerf it. I'm alright with this that. Was, this was this was the old model. See, it's all I'm I'm with you as long as that that agility, you know, that D Flawless mentioned is is right. is within you know a reasonable a reasonable time. Two two things. One is I feel like uh, two examples. Immortal. You know, the SMG mm -hmm. that we got from Trials that was hella yeah. overpowered, like, day one. And it's slowly been, been you know, it's tapered off or whatnot. Yes. It's slowly yeah, yeah. been tapered off. Yeah. I feel like that went maybe, like, a little bit too long. But for the most part, that was about eh, about right. I think it was a little bit too long. But I, I hope that it drops like Strand, honestly. Because Strand has, especially Strand Hunter in particular. I hope they all drop like Strand Hunter, I guess you should say. Because Strand Titan and Strand Warlock, um, you know... Their utility in PvP, for example, is kind of just like man. But Strand Hunter, and even in PVE, Strand Hunters, very fun, very mm -hmm. fun, and very strong, yeah. very strong. All you or at least last season it was. With it. <laughs> yeah, you talking about, you're talking about Hunter? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, suspension you're just got a hit. PVE or PvP? Both, oh, I think. Oh. Oh, yeah, Strand that's is so right, good that's in right, PvE. Right. Yeah. High yeah. high I, I only run like... Strand in GMs. It's so good in GMs. Oh my yeah. god. Well, in, in PvE, PvP, Strand Hunter is like Strand Hunter is uh, very, very good in PvP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even yeah. even outside of the suspend. Even outside of the suspend. But the it's, thing is yeah, it takes okay. it like there's an actual like skill floor. Like it's a a little bit higher of a skill floor, mm -hmm. right? So to so to get into it. You actually do have to practice with it, but it has a, a fairly high like skill ceiling, and it's really, really fun once you start to become at least even average with it. And that's that's what I like about it. Well, I still agree probably with Tiddly and, and, and D, of course, that it should it's in our best interest if these things drop high, uh, hot in order mm -hmm. to make sure that we keep that interest. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm always worried about the actual like time frame behind this agility. Yeah, and so you're saying just don't we'll let just it see. go on too long. Like Most there's definitely. a period of time a, where it's okay. A, mm -hmm. make, a if they're if they're consistently agile with the time frame, drop that shit Great. hot. Drop baby. it, drop <laughs> it hot. I'm, I'm one hundred percent okay with that. I just want some sort of reasonable time frame where I can go back to use my guns. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah, baby. And I, I I understand. I feel like I feel like this comes from a perspective of someone who is had some really bad experiences with metas that have lasted for a very, very, very yes. long time. It's yes. very, very, very frustrating. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, t I, do, I don't feel the same way because I'm a PVE main, but course, I totally I totally feel this sort of pent-up frustration of, God, how did you let Stasis go on? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. And stasis is a weird one. I, I could literally do a video on stasis. Stasis is a weird one because yeah. you know halfway through the stasis meta, I was actually <laughs> enjoying like stasis hunter mm -hmm. a lot. So yeah. it's not as if stasis the way that it dropped was was all all bad per all bad. se. Not but it's much. just you know like. I don't know. It's interesting. It's a difficult balance. I, I always got to say it's a difficult balance for Bungie, um, sure. and we just got to wait and see, right? Mm -hmm. I just think I, still, I, just, I, feel that. I just I'm just of the mind. I feel like I rather them. And you kind of touched on this. I rather them err on the side of making it too powerful and then being able to shave some off as as opposed to making it underwhelming and then try to build it up because mm -hmm. right. people lose interest. What you're left with I, I is the first impression of an yep. underwhelming super. And yeah. like Tidley mentioned I'll, before I'll. about the glaives, like who's using the glaives now? They've buffed them, but who's still using them? Yeah, no one. I, I never right, use them know? and I'm a glaive guy. You're a glaive guy. <laughs> and, and they're yeah. and they're actually decent now, but like because Bonna. they came out so underwhelming, like yeah, yeah the, the perception yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great point. I feel the, the same way in a lot of PvE stuff about use cases for what's in the game. Like recently with the, the deep dives, I mm. found as I cranked the difficulty up for a deep dive, if mm. I wasn't using a certain build combination, mm. weapon combination, then it was substantially more difficult. And for me, like, it's always been that way with activities in Destiny. So when they're bringing out stuff to balance, like, it should definitely be potent um, to, like, tackle those activities but not so much that it's, it's the only choice still as well like mm, I, yeah. it, it hurts my head talking about the balancing game because you just know there's there's this neutral line in there somewhere that it's always bobbing up and down uh, yeah. for every single thing in the game and mm. the more the more i always picture them adding things to the game that same adding more ballast or more weight or whatever to the entire sandbox and that that neutral line mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, you know, it's it's got to be really difficult, right, to kind of see through all the permutations of, of every activity in the game, right? And yeah. even if we're just talking about just the, the main ones that they foresee are going to be well populated for the next season, like the seasonal activities, it's tough to, you know, kind of like uh, see through all of that, you know, so mm -hmm. definitely got to definitely got to give them credit. But uh, but I agree. It is it is nice to be able to, especially if you're, you know, doing helps, deep dive helps or gm helps or whatever it's just like man you go through like a hundred of these things i don't want to be using the same weapons the entire time yeah you know I, yeah like yeah. I you want to change it up a little some, bit yeah get some variety like make some new builds and like, for several things yeah. to be viable um yeah. you know at, at the same time i love the i love kind of like the idea of end game content that is so difficult that it requires you to build craft yeah you know like that you can't just bring in everything you have you to really have to you have to in. you have to have for foresight into mm -hmm. you know what are we going to use for the debuff what is the fire team composition um like what guns are we going to bring in who has like which mm -hmm. champion mods going mm -hmm. on like i i think i mean i guess it's a little nerdy but i i i, I don't mm -hmm. i mean i guess deep dives are definitely an example of like where you have to kind of give some forethought mm -hmm. to yeah um, what you're going to bring in but there's I think reward that having 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 activities that that reward us exactly for yeah. like for for build crafting, I think that that's really fun. That's like end game stuff. That's that's stuff that gives people who grind like you know four to ten hours a day mm -hmm. like something to to, right. to work on. They're like, okay, well, yeah. I need all of this particular gear because it's it's going to make this experience possible to complete and easier mm -hmm. to complete. You know. Yeah. That yeah. being said, I I agree with Tony too that like if you feel like you're locked into um, a certain 
a certain super <coughs> well or like a certain like you know gun that was an actual then, cough that was so i did good. too that was well acted that was, was like, very well done oh, bless you, bless you. are you you good nice i got something in my throat i don't know it's probably yeah, walking okay. well for like oh, six mm, years in a row yeah. you know i don't know it's in my yeah. throat somehow i don't know um but you know like that isn't that becomes unfun like the anarchy matter was really fun at the beginning and locking that particular gun every yeah. single time became unfun that's so, like that's 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 so i i think that like both both are good you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah most i mean it, it just comes back to you know balance again right and yeah. so you, you made some really good points because like first first you know you want to make sure that uh, the activity is is still accessible but mm -hmm. maybe this this deep dive thing that's just kind of on a side note maybe this deep dive thing because i just thought about this because i'm again i'm a pvp main but in in deep dive don't you end up like interacting with those like taking things in order to make but it also makes it more difficult in doing so or something like yeah. that is yeah that, yeah, is that yeah. True? It, it, it's, it's a real it gives you a buff for like one particular thing so you have one or two to choose from uh-huh um and then it ups the difficulty on that yes um, that sounds so, like a great experiment yeah, exactly going forward and it's for random exactly every single time right so uh. you don't know what you're going to get with that um and you know go, going on top of like tiddly saying uh, about having that like specking into everything and having something difficult it wasn't sort of the payout of the mission but when we did that exotic mission last season for the first time right we were like we got to the end and we yeah. we had we, we needed probably another 50 seconds and we're mm -hmm. like oh yeah, yeah. It's, so close. it's one of these yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. Like, it was, it was we, a good challenge yeah. that, it hadn't been there i can't even compare anything like that other than uh. probably outbreak or whisper yeah like, uh. with the last time i felt like that was yeah. shit we have to think yeah yeah you we know? got three more like, we got three seconds guys what do we have to do change <laughs> yeah. to optimize love yeah. it yeah. love it like yeah. do you remember we we jumped out to orbit we came back we freaking he doesn't have his headphones on five more seconds and we're like oh okay cool now we know what we now you know do. Yeah. what you need so. to do to optimize but that's mm -hmm. fun right it's mm -hmm. like built-in failure i i think that the game becomes boring when it's too easy and i think yeah. that that's something yeah, that he talks about this is boring that's something that he talked about with the with the crota raid right is like hey we're gonna be turning some knobs to see how how hard, how hard a raid race should be and mm. i think good that's segue. <laughs> that was that was a good important thing um because yeah everybody everybody like i i remember the ron runs and i and seth i remember running with you and it was challenging we we took every ounce of that 48 hours that we could uh in between <laughs> yeah. breaks and yeah d you were there too and so like yeah, we were down to the and wire. we got through yeah, it yeah. and then like to hear people be like oh that wasn't tough at all it's like dude we just spent 40 <laughs> like <laughs> we spent 48 hours rocking this yeah. thing yep everyone's like oh easiest raid ever You're yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan's like, G give me a sec. Let me grab my glass so I can spit the water out. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So take a spit take. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I remember that that feeling and that that conversation around all that. I want to see what they do because it does eventually feed into what we're going to get with the final shape. And this is where the mm. grand uh, transition begins, Tidley. Um, because I think we've talked about abilities, we've talked about difficulty, we talk, we've talked a little bit about reward, um, but when we talk about the final shape, we know that it's it's arriving on the 27th of February next year. Uh, we're going to go into a portal to showdown in uh, for showdown in the Pale Heart uh, of the Traveler against the Witness. It's going to be more of a linear story, uh, and 
what what are your guys's thoughts and feelings on and all on where we're going it seems super cerebral to me bono why don't we start style. yeah oh, Pidge, go ahead <laughs> Pidge, go ahead so i jumped in there no, uh, i was just gonna say i absolutely loved art style um the reimaginings of the sort of legacy locations that we've visited over the years uh i do think it i mean i had this kind of phrase in my head that was kind of like it's a bit of a love letter to mm-hmm. everything that we've done everywhere we've been in destiny i mean i think we see locations like mercury we saw the old tower uh we saw uh, there was a few easter eggs in there for sure um i think it's it's quite a stunning location i think it's gonna be very interesting and very trippy like you said cerebral um but I think it's going to it's going to awaken a lot of different feelings for different mm-hmm. people because we all have different attachments to those locations throughout mm. the time that we've played Destiny. Mm. So you're going to be arriving at these locations, going, "Oh wow, this is insert location here." I remember when I did insert activity here, or what it may be. Right, right. That's that's the vibe I'm getting for the location. Yeah, and and you know that nostalgia also, by the way, is going to bring a lot of folks back, which yeah. I'm sure is is also something that they uh, they have in mind and would hope. Yeah. One of the most striking things from that um, reveal was the Hall of Hands. I think everybody here, when we saw that, everybody was like, what was that? It's just like a Hall of Unending Arms. As as I said, if one of those reach out and grab me, I'm going to fucking scream. (laughs) Yeah, I I, honestly, I love the, um, the witness. Like not not the witnesses themselves, her, themselves, but I love the witness architecture mm. and like the whole the whole Val raid, like we like the um how it feels like kind of like a natural history museum, yeah. Where the, the, the witness the I witness has that. kind of like collected all of these creatures and icons and artifacts from all these different cultures and then preserved them in amber and how they're kind of like split up, right? They're kind of dissected, so yep. it's it's yep. almost this yeah. it's almost this like. The, that's the, the evil of it, sort of like mm-hmm. the imperialistic colonialism evil of, of a, a, a species or a race that thinks that they know the correct thing mm-hmm. for everybody, this final shape that they're going to preserve everything in amber mm. in, in this way that they picture it for eternity. What everyone's it's, purpose it's, should be. Yeah. It's absolutely horrifying. And I feel like it has like kind of, kind of like a real world context application in terms of like some of the horrible things that are happening in our world mm-hmm. and how people perceive our yeah. final what our final shape should be so i i kind of love when they do kind of parallels like that but i'm i think that that is something that i'm very very excited about i'm, le- I'm a little less excited about the hive season that's that's just started like yeah. I, I feel like we've done that before i think the airs of transformation is very very cool but i love the idea of of this this uh of the witness and sort of their their, their final vision i think that it's absolutely horrifying mm-hmm. i really that's, do i think it's that's awful. a wrap that's a wrap yeah. y'all i ain't got i ain't got no answer better than that right there so yeah. that's, that's a wrap yeah <laughs> and that that hall of hands yeah. plays into that idea it's mm-hmm. like um it's kind of this horrifying dissection of 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 uh you know the world and and how things are kind of preserved and and mutated and and like you know you know created it like st- static right it's the idea of like you know entropy versus you know stag like being stagnant order. you know mm. order it's entropy versus order like light versus dark mm-hmm. right like like all of these massive you know I- ideal forces that are kind of coming up against each other and and like it's really about at the, at the at the fundamental basis it's about what you believe in 
mm-hmm. what you believe the best thing is for the universe and for um, its creatures. Mm. So mm. there was a there was a little side note to all of that that like um, did anybody here play Viewfinder recently? It's a game that came out probably in the last month. Uh, it was like twenty five. Yeah, it was twenty five bucks. It. it was four hours. Um, it is it is one of those things where like the entire game is a puzzle about perspective. And Mm. so it is, you're taking pictures of things and turning them on their side so you can use them as a platform to get to another thing and everything like that. And there were several, yeah, there were several points in that trailer where like they showed um, the staircases and everything was turning. And then that was cool. Just like a slight perspective perception shift and everything's cut up and ragged instead of right 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 whole. right yeah and that was so, yeah. so how, much, so, how much is that game it's 25, 25 bucks 25 does, bucks does 4 weed, hours does weed come with that uh no <laughs> no but like not, I, i'm not going to tell you where you can find a guy with that i'm not going to tell you where you can find a guy but in certain states it's legal Anyway, it's, the- <laughs> it's really good. Welcome back to you. Welcome back, Seth. Uh, so, so yeah, like, like it is. It's funny, like how they talk about like the the pale heart of the traveler being this kind of place where like, and, and, and they both have imposed wills because not only do we have the witness, but we also have our imposed wills and our memory sure. and our nostalgia right. feeding into it. Um, I'm. I'm Interested to see what a linear experience in Destiny is. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's got my whiskers. Not not to cut you off, but no, I, go I ahead. Agree with you, Dan. I, that that linear, the way Joe described it, is like just going from zone to zone. And we said it a couple times during the like the that Wizard of Oz uh, aspect of it. We're mm-hmm. off to kill the witness. Uh, yeah, which may or may not be in an upcoming. Go ahead. Yeah. It could be like that because right now when we've been served up DLCs, we we patrol we go into the patrol space mm-hmm. and visit all the areas of the patrol space to complete the campaign. And then there's a few areas that they, they lock off for campaign yeah. only. Mm. Whereas, that, whereas this is feeling a lot more like, yeah, your your each step of the way is going to be like a new area for you to go into mm-hmm. rather than it always being available. Mm. At mm. least that's what my, I'm interpreting it yeah. to be like, like a, a linear story campaign yeah. rather than visiting the same and in, same instance and just going to a different area of it. Yeah. You're literally only permitted to go through it uh, mission by mission mm-hmm. every story beat Yeah, to yeah. experience each new area. And then maybe, yeah. maybe there is like a patrol space associated with completion or mm-hmm. some areas that you can access whilst doing those missions, but the majority will be uh, missions only to get through those areas first. Yeah. 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 I think it's uh, cool. What I, what I will say is I, I do wonder how the linear experience um, that they're bringing forward with Final Shape um, will affect kind of the immersion, you know, that I feel once I step in mm-hmm. the PvE. Uh, I'm not necessarily in PvP. I'm not necessarily trying to be, you know, overwhelmed by immersion you know, of a map, you know, yeah. I've got, I've got guardians, you know, like in front of me that I need to, you know, like, so, so the, the example would be something like disjunction as a map versus something like javelin, you mm-hmm. know, javelin's got those clean lines, you know, javelin's got that very, uh, you know, straightforward navigation, uh, routes very easily, you know, navigatable, uh, whereas disjunction has a lot of, uh, you know, textured features that you can get, you know, stuck bumped on, but it's a very beautiful, 
you know, map. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah. easy to lose yourself um, in that map. And that's what I appreciate about PvP, whether we're talking about, you know, strikes, whether we're talking about, you know, worlds, et cetera, et cetera. So I just hope that, and I'm sure that it won't, but um, I just hope that, you know, we don't lose something in the linear uh, format that they've they've been mm -hmm. describing uh, with regards to immersion because anytime that I hop into PVE, I'm looking for the exact, not 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 the exact, but you get what I'm saying. I'm looking yeah. for kind of the opposite of what I'm doing in PVP. I'm generally looking to chill. I love my high end content, but yeah. you know, I, I mean, I might hop into a strike every once in a while just to vibe. You know, especially now that hand yeah. cannons are coming back and I can actually use them in PVE without feeling like an absolute detriment. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. I, I try to equip that hand cannon on LFG, you know, finder or whatnot. I'm immediately <laughs> getting swiping left. Out of that. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like a left. Ain't no way I'm surviving that. You know, so um, so yeah, I'm interested to see uh, yeah. see how that ends up flowing. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna head count on everyone who's going to put ultra sweat in their tags. Yeah. Um so yeah, the the trailer that we see, well everything that we saw, like the the tower's gonna returning, Kade's gonna be returning. Um we are getting a new enemy type in the subjugators, uh yep. which are kind of more advanced tormentors with stasis and strand. And I know that I said it during the stream uh because he was uh joe was talking about um them giving little pyramid buddies to everybody and i know i said f that but like that sounds yeah. terrifying to me during a gm <laughs> i don't want to deal with that during yeah. a gm not if you can just suspend it with strand <laughs> can't wait well suspend has been nerfed a little yeah, bit yeah yeah so we'll uh, no for us it has uh, not for them <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, the yeah, they, 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 they took our strand that we're used to. Yeah. Yeah, Subjugators yeah, got the old strand. Yeah. They've got the old strand and old stasis. I think, I think everyone is really scared of tormentors, and then they've kind of turned into a little bit of a joke. Like, Oh, I, yeah. I think I'm not really worried about Subjugators. I feel like like any kind of enemy type, you're going to figure out how to kick, take them down and mm -hmm. then do it as efficiently as possible. So, like, mm. I mean, we have we have things that can negate supers. Mm -hmm. as guardians so you know run a suppression grenade whatever like i'm yeah. i'm i'm honestly not super concerned about it i think people will will run into them the first time and be like oh mm -hmm. crazy you know <laughs> yeah, and then after that, that we'll initial... be like we'll adapt yeah we'll adapt but I, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, initial yeah, yeah. reaction to it, it though like you every time you run up in, into them you remember that yeah. first time like yeah still, of course like, when it grabs you tormentors you, are, yeah right like, even yeah. the tormentors are kind of a joke now but like yeah. still when i see one like yeah my first emotional response is like oh sure. crap it's a tormentor yeah sure, i kill it in sure. two seconds this, but, yeah, before, before you're able to reason through it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. most definitely yeah. and see that's what i think they should double down on honestly is 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 two things exactly that feeling right there you know even if even if it's your t hundredth time facing you know a subjugator or whatnot you still mm -hmm. feel that that visceral you know oh right. oh crap you know um that uh, that you felt it similar to the tormentor most definitely first and foremost um and that in and, and, and it and it also kind of just again like it's that immersion you know like you your your full focus goes towards that yeah. you know what i'm saying and that feeling um and i think that that kind of just like enhances um you know us just getting lost in the game which which so many of yeah. us love to do yeah. right um, and yeah. the flip side, I think that even if it's one of those things where we quickly uh, adapt and uh, learn how to take out, you know, this new enemy or whatnot, mm -hmm. just giving it variety, which again, they, they, they kind of right. did with the strand and with the stasis. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. just variety in and of itself, you don't necessarily know what's going to mm -hmm. happen next, what they're yeah. going to throw at you. Um, and therefore you don't necessarily know how, you know, outside of a suppressor nade, I guess yeah. <laughs> you don't necessarily know how <laughs> to, to, uh, to then approach that. 
Um, I think it's I think it's probably the best way to go about it is to get a, a nice balance between those two. It yeah, just... I agree. And I, I think that Destiny hasn't introduced a ton of new enemy types mm -hmm. just recently. Yeah. Like we yeah. we got we got the different races, right? Like the mm -hmm. Fallen, the Vex, the Hive. Um, but and beyond that, they've introduced like kind of like sub or I guess the witness kind of like creatures also are a new kind of yeah, yeah. like maybe the newest one you would say. Mm -hmm. But like wyverns, wyverns a new type, right? Yeah. Like and then tormentors a new type, and then subjugators yeah. a new type. But like I I I do think having new enemies or or maybe like the like the the, the hives that have like light, right? That's mm -hmm. Yeah, the light bearers. Type. Light bearers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, it's I think that any time that they introduce a new enemy type, it adds variety and interest mm -hmm. to the game. So I, I'm a wholeheartedly supportive of that. And I don't think it happens often enough, honestly. But I think we're, I think they're kind of done because they've got like, they've written all right. their races into the world and like, this is what they're doing. But um, yeah. It also yeah. feels I like... I feel that. Yeah. The, sorry? Uh, I was just going to say, it also feels like these are the first support, real support class captains that they've created. Whereas everything else kind of plays real forward with you. Maybe outside of like anti-barrier uh, servitors, right? Like... Yeah. Everything else plays real forward forward on you and is aggressive, including the high, the light bearer hive. Those guys yeah, are after your ass thing. the entire time. <laughs> Whereas yeah. subjugators yeah. would be hanging back more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hanging back yeah. more. Yeah. They're they're allowing everybody else to take you out rather than trying to run up on you. Yeah, it does yeah. look like a new challenge. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I was just gonna say that we actually, so I, I kind of spoke about this at the time, but during season of Seraph, season of the Seraph, uh, we had those heist battlegrounds, and one of the mechanics, mm -hmm. and that was the priority target that mm -hmm. was going to activate all the streakers in the room. I can't remember what they're called. It was like a, or I can't remember the name, but that was them kind of. To me, that was always them kind of like openly experimenting with priority targets in any yeah. PV situation. And since the Tormentors came out, it's like you said, they become, you, you become used to them. You can live in a room with mm -hmm. them when they have, um, once you've learned how to deal with them efficiently. And that's always going to happen. Like, we're always going to learn how enemy behaviors work uh, in each activity. But even though they're introducing these new enemy units, I still kind of ultimately think they need to enhance the, the enemy behaviors mm -hmm. that we're already used to. Mm. Mm. like change the way they react to us in a lot of ways like i don't know if you've ever seen those videos talking about how enemies how every enemy type uh, sorry every enemy type behaves like how they always aim for your head how mm -hmm. certain enemy types back away if you get too close they'd rather snipe you than get close and it actually becomes really intricate when you understand how everything in the game works mm. i, I kind of would hope instead bungie whilst making these amazing new units to fight I would hope that they would refresh the behaviors that are already mm -hmm. in the game for mm -hmm. all the enemy types so that it becomes a bit more chaotic and unpredictable for us rather than just like, Agreed. well, they're not yeah. going to attack me. I'm, I'm safe here. I've got yeah. one more example. <laughs> mm -hmm. we, did a, we did a Grandmaster the other night. <clears throat> uh, there was three of us, of course, and one of our teammates had to go AFK. And in the time our teammate went AFK, they found like the perfect hiding spot. Whilst there's a full wave of enemies and captains, like mm. it was the, it was, sorry, it was Sepix, it was Devil's Lair. Our teammate came back like five minutes later. Me and another person had been downed because <laughs> we got kind of caught off guard. Right. And they, they were just standing there, AFK, completely untouched. And that, that to me, that was the moment <laughs> I was like, man, he was, he was uncontested whilst he was AFK. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, something's got to give. Like, this is like yeah. Grandmaster Nightfall. That shouldn't be happening. You should be punished <laughs> he, he, for that. Yeah. yeah. He should be punished. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and who and who knows? Let's be real too. That even if they end up refreshing the baseline kind of behavior of just basic enemy types, um, there there will likely still be a spot somewhere that that can, that oh, can yeah. happen. You know, and yeah, so be cheese spots. yeah, for me, for me, for person, sure, or, yeah. or even just oh, like yeah. she, cheese, like understanding that. I mean, your 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 buddy understood the elements enough. You know, the behavior <laughs> enough in order if to I have that spot, spot. Right? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So I feel like. You know, um, Bungie certainly shouldn't, uh, you know, give too much time to making sure that they eliminate all of those those spots that that might happen. But I completely agree with you that like like a refresh on the baseline behavior, the baseline AI of of some of these, uh, you know, more like ad type um, ad type uh, like you know ai enemies would be would be very mm-hmm. refreshing and a, and a very easy way basically to to make it refreshing across like any pve activity right even just to strike yeah. sure exactly exactly makes the whole game refreshed yeah. yeah yeah um i think the last thing that we want to talk about here because i've taken a lot of your time today guys and thank you so much for being a part of this experiment I wasn't sure I'd be able to do this with so <laughs> many worked, people <laughs> and it worked and you guys are great and you guys are no, you know, uh, it's always a pleasure, man. Yeah. You guys are always wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving me your time and energy here. Um, I think the last thing that I want to talk about, so we got information about exotics. We have returning exotics uh, in dragon's breath, red death and the Kvostov. We have um, the tessellation pyramid fusion rifle. That adapts to a guardian's energy type, as well as uh, new subfamilies when it comes to a rocket pistol sidearm and a support frame auto rifle. Um, mm. Of everything that we we found out today, um, what are you most excited for, and where do you see that kind of tweaking your builds and your in your current tool set? I know a lot of times when they add stuff, it's like, that's nice, but it really doesn't replace much of what I use. Mm, yeah. Mm. Like, um, I'm just envisioning, in, just real quick, I'm envisioning a soul uh, rocket pistol sidearm with incandescent, and it makes me giddy. So, like, that's of the new subclasses they announced. I think, like, that just conceptually sounds cool. Um, I'm not, I've never been like a huge support character, but I think like the support frame auto rifle is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the, the returning exotics, you know, they are what they are. Just, just put everything back in the game and let us have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, probably the, the rocket pistol is what's got me most jazzed. Cause it's, it seems like it's going to be something unlike we've seen before in destiny, at least in a Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight up borderlands. Yeah, it's, and it's fun. I mean, it just sounds like so much fun, like a little like rocket, a rocket pistol. Like I, 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 we haven't seen anything like it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what it's going to be used for. I mean, if it's, I mean, it sounds like it's probably going to be ad clear more so than, uh, than DPS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with Defaultus. I think that like, like the ad, if you could do some kind of build with it, like the ad clear potential is really cool. And it, I just want to see things go boom. I'm a titan. I want to. I'm simple. I want to <laughs> things. I want to explode <laughs> things. Um, in terms of meta breaking or, or must use, I don't think any of the weapons they they mentioned are going are, are, are uh, really have the potential to do that. Just in my mm-hmm. mind, I really don't see that happening. But who knows? We haven't picked them up. We haven't used them. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's YouTubers out there who are going to figure out really creative and fun things to do with them. So, um, I'll I guess we'll wait and see. 
Yeah. Yeah. And mine's really quick. So I'll let everybody else kind of, cause you know, I wasn't here for part of that as well. So I'll let you guys expand on that is, uh, is like two things. And maybe, maybe for the, the rocket, uh, pistol or rocket sidearm, whichever one it is, uh, maybe it was the, uh, nano rockets. I guess that's, that'd be, mm -hmm. you know, the first thing that comes to mind. Maybe they were experimenting with that before releasing, um, you know, this new iteration of this exotic weapon, uh, the nano rockets, uh, being, um, the intrinsic trait, I believe, of the weapons from Neptune. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that's one. And uh, two is just a question for you guys. So they're bringing back Red Death? They're bringing back Red a Death? Pulse yeah. rifle? Yes. Oh, you, you probably missed that, yeah. Yeah, I missed that. So then yeah. what's what's going on with Crimson then? Well, yeah, I think Red Death the older rifle? Rework it in some way, maybe. Red Death was the Pulse rifle? It was the Pulse. Yeah. It was the Pulse, pulse rifle, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was I the remember pulse Red rifle. Death. Yeah, it's I've got a feeling... It's basically crimson in the form of a pulse rifle. It was the original mm -hmm. cr uh, crimson, but it was it wasn't a hand cannon. Bless you, it was an it was a uh, it was a pulse rifle. And so whenever you ended up getting a kill with it, you ended up healing. Yeah. And I can I pull that one? Uh, it's a three burst auto rifle. Yeah. Was it what Red Death a three burst I auto rifle? I thought it was it a, had the auto rifle frame, but it became a pulse uh, rifle. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. a while, that's that's where I'm confused. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there, but I think, and again, this is just. Might be thinking ICD. of the Red Spectre. Huh? Red Spectre. Um, no, he's talking about the auto rifle. So you might be. Yeah, the Wars of Wars the Red Spectre mm -hmm. originally Red Death during Alpha was an auto rifle. That's why it has an auto rifle frame. Gotcha. But they changed it to a oh, pulse, gotcha. but didn't change the model. Yeah, okay. yeah, legendary. Okay. Yeah, 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 Red no, Spectre no, that's, was. That's where I'm going crazy. Yeah, cool. Uh, Pitch, finish so your thoughts. Yeah. No, I was fine. I was just doing a bit of guesswork, but they obviously they're bringing in these support auto rifles. I was mm -hmm. just kind of envisioning. Uh, Crimson's role being reversed mm. to be a healing weapon of an exotic variety. That was mm. that was always thrown out there. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> a yeah, bit I more just, important than Lumina. Yeah, or Lumina. Yeah, I just I just know that you know they've been very uh, thoughtful with regards to redundancy, especially when they bring in exotics. Um, they they saw, talked about uh, they talked about uh, what is it? What was the um, uh, Titan chest, exotic chest from D1 that gave you the Icarus Dash. Twilight, uh, Twilight, Twilight Garrison. That's mm -hmm. right. They talked about Twilight Garrison and how they weren't bringing that back simply because of the fact that you know it's it's you know we have Icarus Dash, so um, it's something that is part of the Warlock identity. You know that same movement, and mm -hmm. so um, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll have to you know take another look through. Um, but I am curious on you know uh, you know Crimson and Red Death you know, being so similar, um, you know, how they're going to end up bringing it back to, you know, give it its its own unique identity, identity. basically. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we got the same, to touch on that, we got the same with Touch of Malice coming back last year, and mm -hmm. then we had Tommy's Matchbook two years before. So, like, I know that they both sort of take away your health to give you a benefit, and so you've still got the same sort of idea mm -hmm. there, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's what yeah. everyone was saying when they're like, oh, if it's King's Forwards, it's it's going to be like that. So they need to do something different with Touch of Malice than they did. Mm -hmm. So, mm, mm, mm. Okay. Um, yeah. And we'll probably, yeah. we, we may see some slight changes to the Necrochasm um, coming back for yeah. uh, as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because exactly. that's got to be coming back with the raid. <laughs> yeah. Well, they showed up the players, so Necrochasm. Yeah. <laughs> the big yeah. womp womp of D1. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to throw this out, and this this is me, and I don't want to sound like uh, depressing, but when it comes to like changing up the loadouts, all the things coming our way, especially in the final shape, the new season, I, I've recently began this whole mantra that Destiny, whilst it has its different ways of tackling activities, I ultimately think that everything in the game now is more like sandbox tools and mm. 
just becomes ways that we express ourselves in playing the game. Yeah. Like everything's viable. Everything's mostly yeah. viable, that I should say. Yeah. And they de- like Bungie are amazing at offering new innovative ways for us to engage with that the game. That's that's my two cents. So they could give us all the weapons in the land and like they'll just be so freaking awesome to use. They'll be so much fun to use. And they'll still just get the same job done that another thing might have. I don't right. know if that sounds kind of contradictory. Like I, don't that, I love it. It's all about how you use it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, we, are, we are definitely moving yeah. in that direction for sure. And I completely, yeah. yeah, I completely agree that that does seem like kind of the intention behind uh, so much of what they've released lately. Especially when you talk about you know brand new archetypes of weapons like glaives. You know, sure, glaives could be. Uh, buff some and, and and maybe reworked a little bit so that they're more viable. But you you definitely got those glaive mains that that main a glaive mm-hmm. in both high end PvP and PVE content. And you know yeah. that if they bring it through on that high end in game content, that they are mains of those of those archetypes, uh, right? So um, yeah, I I agree with you again that uh, I do wish for things to at least at baseline be be viable so that somebody that uh, truly wants to main that weapon, main that archetype, can drill down, build craft into something that is uh, is really good for in-game content. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, guys. All right. Thank yeah. you so much for hanging out with me today. Um, why don't we go around the cube <laughs> and tell people where they can find you on the internet? Uh, Tidley, let's start with you. Sure. Uh, I stream Monday through, through Friday, 9 o'clock central, twitch.tv forward slash Tidley. All right, Tony. Uh, Ill Physics, aka Tony, if you did not previously know me. And you can find me at Ill Physics on Twitch. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and also in the Discord as well. Uh, PvP main, but of course I dabble in some PvE, of course, like like most of us do. Definitely enjoy the, uh, the high-end uh, PvE whenever I get the opportunity. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can find me there and I, I don't really have a, like a, like a set schedule, but I do stream a lot. So you can definitely <laughs> find me on some really long streams about 40 to 60 hours a week. You can catch me. Just keep them notifications vampire. on. <laughs> yep. <Vampire. laughs> All right. Bono, what about you? Uh, Bonafide hero, uh, all across the board, pretty much everywhere and stream all throughout the week. So can you kick it? D. Yo, my name is D Flawless. You can find me uh, on Twitch at D underscore Flawless and pretty much everywhere else at the D Flawless, T-H-E-D Flawless. Um, Posting TikToks, videos, YouTube content, streaming live, um, and just chatting it up with the community, having fun, trying to bring positivity or keep the positivity alive in the Destiny community. Um, it's supposedly so yeah. family vibes, by the way. So I, I heard I'm so sorry. Family, family friendly. I'm so sorry. We, we never waver from family friendly. <laughs> uh, Pidge. Yeah, that's me. What about you, sir? Yeah. You guys can find me P-I-J-I triple N, all your favorite platforms. Uh, catch me streaming on Twitch Tuesday through Saturday with the occasional sporadic efforts. My name's Dan Finity. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram and the TikTok and everywhere else that I'm not Dan Finity at danfinity.gg. That's right. I changed my handle from Dan Finity where the eyes are else to danfinity.gg just for to simplify things. You can find me three days a week on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash danfinity, helping guardians with endgame activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And if you'd like to help keep the lights on, 
head on over to coffee.com forward slash danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash danfinity. And give a couple bucks a month. I appreciate you either way. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you find what you're grinding for.